Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the precious gift it is to have your word. To think we begin a new year, but we do not begin this year in ignorance. But we have your word to sustain us throughout it. Lord, we do pray that you may bless the preaching of your word here this morning. Lord, be with me. Help me not to say anything that is wrong or false, but help me to declare what is true to your word. And may we be encouraged and built up in the faith as we listen to your word this morning. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I think we know in our lives what it is to have human authorities. I think even we develop human authorities from a very young age. I think my son Joshua, who's now 18 months old, he already thinks he is a bit of a human authority. He recognises human authorities in the home. He recognises mum and me as an authority in his life. But I think he also thinks he is a bit of an authority figure as well. In our backyard, we've had a number of large items uh, bought and uh, we've had cardboard boxes in the backyard. And he climbs up on those, he turns them over, and then proceeds to tell the bushes off quite firmly in his little baby language, but a da, 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 and gives them the finger. He says, you know, listen to what I'm saying. He starts to be a little bit of a human authority uh, there in his own way. And I'm waiting for that day when I smack him and he turns around and smacks me back. I'm sure the day will come that he will try and be a human authority back to me and woe will be that day in the life of Joshua Harry. I'm waiting for it when he decides to smack back the human authority that is over him. We all have human authorities over us, though. It's not just Joshua, my son. Human authorities are there in our society all over the place. And what are we to do with human authorities? Are we supposed to smack them back when they smack us? What are we supposed to do, particularly as Christians? What do we do with human authorities? That's what we're going to be looking at this morning from 1 Peter chapter 2. We did a series in 1 Peter uh, a few months back in last year, and, uh, and then we took a break, and uh, then we had Christmas. And so now we return to where we left off in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 13. And so if you've got a black church Bible, I encourage you to have it open as we work through verses 13 through to 17, and that's on page 1201 of the black church Bibles. 1201. We're asking the question, what do we do with human authorities? And my first main point this morning is that we are supposed to submit to human authority, to every human authority. We're supposed to submit to every human authority. And that comes to us quite clearly from verse 13 of 1 Peter chapter 2. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men whether to the king as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and commend those who do right. What are we supposed to do with human authority? We're supposed to submit to it. What does it mean to submit? It means to be obedient. It means to hand over your decision-making to the person who is above you, that you're going to do what they say and not necessarily what you want to do. You're going to be obedient means you're going to submit. But which human authorities are we supposed to submit to? Basically, the civil government is what Peter is getting at here. He's saying, 
Submit to the government that is over you. And how does he say that? Well, he gives the example. Verse 13, whether to the king as a supreme authority. So what does that mean in our case? Well, we've got to submit to the prime minister. Regardless of what we might think about that person, they have been put there by God. And we are told as Christians to submit to that person. So whether we like the Prime Minister of Australia, Julia Gillard, or whether we don't like her, whether we have a problem that she's an atheist and so we make a big song and dance about that, we are still to submit to her. Just as in Peter's time, he was telling Christians to submit to emperors such as Nero, who was a horrible emperor. He was bloodthirsty towards the Christians, used them as scapegoats for the fire of Rome. A terrible, terrible man. Doesn't Julia Gillard, Kevin Rudd, John Howard, don't even come close, if you have a problem with them, to Emperor Nero. But here Peter says, submit to the people of his time. And he still says, submit today to the supreme authority of your land. Submit to the Prime Minister. Now, that might be easy. We think, oh, yes, I can submit to the Prime Minister. If Julia Gillard was to come to my home and tell me to do something, I probably would do it. But does it just Julia Gillard that we're supposed to submit to? No. He he continues. He says, whether to the king as a supreme authority in verse 13, then verse 14 he says, or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. So often when it comes to people at the top, we're very submissive, but... As it trickles down to the lower levels of, of uh, government, we get a little bit more and more un, unruly towards them. We're less likely to uh, submit to them. So when it comes to your state government, local government, uh, or even to the police force, you think, oh, the police, they're corrupt, they're, they're, they're wretches. No, I won't submit to them. If, if Gillard comes and visits, yes, I'll submit to her, but not to those people. No, every level that comes above you, Peter says, submit to them. Is it only the civil government, though, that he says, submit to? Just governments. Notice that he says in verse 13, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men. Every authority, not just governments. Whatever authority a man can create over you, you're to submit to it. So what does that include? Well, the obvious one is when we grow up, after your mother and father, who else do you submit to most likely as a kid? It's the teacher at school. Educational institutions, there are people in positions of authority and you're to obey each of them, regardless of what level in the structure they are, whether they're the principal of the school who you may submit to or your teacher who you have lots of issues with. You don't have issues with the principal, so you're happy to get along with him but you're still supposed to submit to your classroom teacher. And then as you go to university, there are lecturers there and they make decisions that you may not be happy with. i got a grade that I don't like and so you go and you kick up a song and dance, threaten to sue the, um, the, the university, which I have heard of students doing that. They fail a subject. What do they do? They go and they threaten at the higher levels of the educational facility. I'm going to sue over this. And so what happens? Oh, suddenly they pass and they get through. Uh, People go against the educational authorities that are there. But there's other authorities that we place ourselves under when we submit to clubs. 
You may have hobbies that you're interested in and you join a particular club, whether it be something like dog breeding, and you go along to shows, you submit to the authorities and what they say are the guidelines and what are the rules or even sports. A lot of people take activity in that. What the ref says, Peter says, goes. You're meant to submit to that authority that is over you in that game that you're playing and to the rules that are agreed upon. You don't go talking back to the ref about his decision about what happens. No, you submit to every human authority that is over you. So he says submit to every human authority. And this basically is summed up in our relationship to everyone in the last verse that we're looking at this morning, verse 17. We jump down from verse 13 to verse 17, and he basically sums it all up for us, this idea of submitting to every human authority by saying, show proper respect to everyone. Love the brotherhood of believers, fear God, honour the king. There's a good summary statement for what you are to do with your life. What are you to do with your life? Show proper respect to everyone. Love the brotherhood of believers, fear God, honour the king. So that's what we're meant to do. But you may say, okay, but why? You know that favourite children's question, whenever they're told to do something, They say, but why? Joshua can't speak yet, so I haven't had that question yet. But I'm sure it's coming. But why? Why should I submit to every human authority? Well, God gives us a couple of reasons. Peter gives us a few reasons here in the text. And so that's my second main point, is the reasons you should submit. And the first one is you submit because of the Lord's sake. Verse 13, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men. You do it, why? Because God says so, for his sake. And I think that's a favourite answer of parents to children when they ask this kind of question. Why? Because I said so. That's the reason you're going to do it, is because I said so. And that's what God is saying to you this morning. Submit to every human authority, but why, God? Because I said so, for the Lord's sake. He is boss, and so you're to submit to him. And this is a very good reason to remember, when you're going to break a law, you're going to break a human authority law that probably won't go detected. A classic example is copyright laws. They're there in place. We know we're not supposed to break them. But we also know it's very, very unlikely you're ever going to get prosecuted for photocopying more than a whole chapter of a book or for downloading something off the internet that you're not supposed to have. And so we don't really fear the human authority that much. We know it's wrong, but we we aren't afraid. But we should be because why are we supposed to submit to every human authority? Why are we not supposed to photocopy entire books? It's because... Of the Lord's sake, he sees what you're doing. There was a temptation even just the last couple of months. I go down to the the library here in um, the Presbyterian Theological Library. They let me um, go in and even borrow books. And so each week I go down there to prepare my sermon, read their commentaries. And uh, there was a big mix-up with their photocopiers. And, uh, And so the photocopy company said, here you go, here's a photocopier. And it's free. We'll provide the paper, we'll provide the toner for a couple of months, and it's free for all the students. And there's that major temptation that there's a couple of books that are very difficult to get, 
very expensive, rare, out of print, but they're not copyright free. And you just go, and it's such a short book. And you go, I could just photocopy the entire thing and it's free for me to even do so. But no, for the Lord's sake, every human authority must be submitted to. That's the number one reason given here in the text. The first reason is for the Lord's sake, you don't do it. But if it's a child asking a parent, which we are children asking our Heavenly Father, we say, but why? You said so, but why? There's got to be a reason. Usually they aren't settled with the because I said so. They want a hard reason. And God gives us a couple of other reasons. What does he say? A second reason is because authorities punish the wrong. Verse 13, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men, whether to the king as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong. They are there to punish people when they do the wrong thing. They are there for good reason. It is in your interest to submit to human authorities because they will punish you when you break the law. You can't get away with it. And this is helpful to know, helpful to remember. The police aren't there to make your life a misery. They're there to catch criminals so that you can be safe. Without the human authorities, life would be terrible. There would be rebellion going on all around us. There would be riots happening. You would be unsafe. But God, in his mercy, has given us human authorities who are there to punish the wrong when they do the wrong. And it is in your interest to submit to those authorities so that you are safe, so that you are looked after when people are around who are not submitting to the authorities. So that's another reason to submit. What's another? What's a third reason that he gives us? He says in verse 14, or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. The authorities aren't just there to slap you when you do the wrong thing. They're there to commend you when you do the right thing as well. So it is again in your interest to submit to human authorities. Now, we may not see this so much with the government. We might think, oh, yes, when have I ever been commended by the government for what I've done? But they do hand out different awards. They encourage with grants to certain things, to people to, to investigate things that they think are worthy. And, uh, and so there are rewards that are there. And one of the classic examples of this is the, um, when it comes to war medals and handing out awards to those who have served uh, valiantly in fighting for the country. And so they commend those who do right. It is in your interest to submit to human authorities. Why? Because they will praise you for when you do the right thing. And this happens quite clearly in those areas where we have human authorities where they aren't government. Like if you submit to a club or a sport, what do they do when you win the final? They commend you. They honour you by having some little presentation and they give you an award, a little trophy, which I never know what you're exactly supposed to do with those, put them up on the mantelpiece to gather dust, to be dusted every week. But yes, I prefer those awards that are monetary uh, in value, uh, not so much uh, little wooden things with bits of metal sticking out. No, but that is one way that people do commend you for doing the right thing. It is in your interest to submit to human authorities. What is another reason? A fourth reason, why else should you submit? Because you silence foolish men. Verse 15. 
For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish men. It is in the interest of the kingdom of God, not just you, but in the kingdom of God, that you submit to human authorities. If Christians are known to be lawbreakers, to be bucking the civil government all the time, to be bending the rules to suit their own ends, then foolish men talk ignorantly about Christianity. It gives us a bad name to be rebels against the government. It turns people off Christianity. If they see Christians breaking the law all the time, do you think they're going to be attracted to Christianity? No. Because what is Christianity? It's just like other worldviews, that you're in it for yourself. You're in it for whatever you can get. So many other worldviews encourage breaking the law. Atheism is the classic one. I just don't understand how atheists think that they should ever submit to any laws that they can get away with breaking. Because why? You're just going to die. No one's, nothing's going to happen after that. Why would you bother keeping laws like copyright? Try to copy a whole book as an atheist. But if you as a Christian submit to laws, even when you won't be caught, you make Christianity very, very attractive. If you say to a non-Christian friend, no, I can't do that. I can't download pirated music, pirated movies, pirated TV shows. They go, why? And there's an opportunity to share the gospel. And they think that worldview is very different. Christianity is something strange. And they get curious and ask more questions. And they may even be attracted to the fact that you have greater principles than pretty much everybody else. And so what happens The ignorant talk of foolish men is silenced, which is what Peter says will happen. You submit to every human authority to silence the talk of unbelievers. What about the fact, we're being told to submit again and again, what about the fact that we are meant to be free from the law? If you're a Christian and you've understood the gospel quite clearly, you've understood that it's not about keeping the law, it's about repenting of your sins and believing in Jesus Christ that saves you. And so then you think, well, why is he telling me to submit to every human authority here? And he's given me a couple of reasons. God's given me some reasons. But I'm not supposed to have to keep the law anymore, am I? Because Jesus kept it for me. I'm free to do whatever I want because Jesus keeps paying the price at Calvary, at the cross. Peter answers this with our last reason for why we should keep the law, because your freedom is not for evil. What does it say in verse 16? Live as free men, but do not use your freedom as cover-up for evil. Live as servants of God. It is true. You are free from the law. You are under a covenant of grace, not a covenant of works any longer. But you are free to keep the law not free to disobey the law. You're free from the punishment that comes with breaking the law, but now you actually have the ability to keep the law. Before, when you were a non-Christian, you didn't actually have the ability to submit to every human authority for the reasons that are given here in the text. You didn't have the ability to serve God. Everything you did was wrong. But now that you're a Christian, you are actually free to serve God as you should. He gives you the ability to actually do what you should have always been doing. And so why would you start breaking the law 
not submitting to every human authority, when that is what you have been saved for, is to serve God by doing what he wants. And one of the things he wants you to do is submit to every human authority. Why should you submit to every human authority? Because you live as free men and you do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Instead, you live as servants of God. So there's five reasons for why you should submit to every human authority. Isn't it interesting, though, that he talks about freedom from the law and one reason that a lot of people would give for keeping the law, for being a good citizen, is missing. What is that reason that a lot of people would give for being a good citizen? For getting into heaven. Why should you be a good citizen? Oh, because if I'm a good person, I will go to heaven when I die. Is that there in the text? No, it's not. You don't get into heaven by being a good citizen, by obeying the law, by not downloading movies and uh, music off the internet, by not speeding, by paying your taxes. You can do all those things, but none of that's going to save you. None of that's going to get you into heaven. That's not one of the reasons that God has given here for salvation. No, the only thing that saves you, the only thing that gets you into heaven is repenting of your sins, admitting to God that you are sorry, and believing that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you as a punishment for your sins. That's what saves you. And then you submit to every human authority because you are saved, not to be saved. You submit because you have been freed to do that. So there are the reasons and an interesting non-reason that's there, that's not there, that's absent from the text, is it doesn't save you. I've got one last main point this morning, though. Should you submit to every human authority always? My third main point this morning is that sometimes don't submit to every human authority. When? When you're commanded to do something that is contrary to God's law, for the same reasons, some of the same reasons that are given here in the text, for the Lord's sake, sometimes don't submit. To silence the talk of foolish men, sometimes don't submit. When you're commanded to do something that is clearly wrong by most people's standards, they will say, look at the Christians, they went along with it. They continued going along with that dictator. Classic example is someone like Hitler, where they say, what happened to the Christian church? Well, many of them did stand up. Many of them did die. But some of them went along with what was going on. You sometimes don't submit to silence the talk of foolish, the foolish talk of ignorant men. And sometimes you don't submit. What's the other reason? Because your freedom is not for evil. God has not set you free to obey dictators and people who are telling you to do clearly the wrong thing. No, you've been set free to serve him. And so sometimes you don't submit when they are commanding you to go against his law. Are you prepared to do that? Some of us have a bit of a rebellious streak, so yes, yes, I'm prepared to go against the government. But others of you may not be so prepared to do that. You fear the punishment that will come. 
if you do not submit? Are you prepared to not submit for the Lord's sake? One of the, a good example of this that I'm kind of saying to expect now is when it comes to homosexual marriage. It is coming. I'm trying to slow it down, and I hope you are as well, by contacting your politicians about it. But it's coming. I think within 10, 20 years, it'll definitely be here probably in 10 years' time, and then probably around the 20-year mark, I'm no prophet, I shouldn't uh, be making out that I am, but around the 20-year mark, it may be that there is no longer a religious exemption for it. When it first comes, they'll probably say, yes, ministers don't have to marry homosexuals. But eventually it'll become, unless we have revival, unless something major happens from God, eventually it'll become that the religious ministers are to give marriage counselling to homosexuals and to marry homosexuals. And when that happens, I'm prepared to go to jail for it. I'm prepared to have a couple come to me and then come and try and sue me when I do discriminate against them for their uh, homosexual activity, for their homosexual lifestyle. And, I mean, when it comes to discrimination, it sounds like a nasty word, but we discriminate all the time. We discriminate in many ways. You discriminate against people all the time in whatever capacity you live in. Uh, You're discriminating against people. If you have children, you don't let a pedophile babysit them. You discriminate against people. And I will discriminate against homosexuals if they want marriage counselling and want to be married by me. And if they fine me for it, I will not pay the fine. I'm happier to go to jail than contribute to a government that wants my money because of what I've done. And I will persist in refusing that and stay in jail for it if that happens. And one of the things I'm taking in precaution of this, because I do think it is coming, is I'm moving all my assets over into my wife's name. Soon I'm going to have no money, I'm going to have no place to live, everything is going over into my wife's name so that I won't, they won't have anything to get out of me. All they can do is take my body, and that's fine. If in jail, they'll hopefully let me read, so that'll be okay, I'll be be quite content there. Uh, But that is something, a good example, of where we don't submit to the authorities and a very real example that could potentially happen in this country in the future. Are you prepared to not submit to every human authority when they want you to break God's law? Are you submitting to every human authority? Are there some things in your life that you can think of right now that you don't submit to? some human authorities that you regularly don't submit to. Remember why you should be, for the Lord's sake, because they are there to punish those who do wrong and praise those who do right, because you silence the talk of foolish, the foolish talk of ignorant men. If someone finds out about what you're doing in breaking the law, they will have a lot to say about Christianity. Do you realise what you're doing? And remember that you are there to use your freedom to obey God, not to disobey him. Let us speak with our God now. Heavenly Father, we do thank you so much for the human authorities that you place in our lives. Lord, there is so much blessing that comes through having the government, through having the police force, through having the defence forces, through having teachers, lecturers, through having clubs 
and sporting games that we can play with referees where there are clear guided rules so that we can enjoy ourselves. Lord, we pray that we may willingly submit to them for your sake and because we know that they are there to punish those who do wrong, commend those who do right. And Lord, we pray that we may submit to them to silence the talk of foolish men. Lord, we pray that we may not turn people off Christianity because of our refusal to submit. And Lord, we pray that we may submit because we want to use our freedom for good, not as a cover-up for evil. And Lord, we do pray that you may give us wisdom as to when we should not submit. When is the time to refuse to do what those in authority over us have commanded us to do? Help us to know this by examining your word carefully and holding your laws within our hearts so that when we see someone command us to do something that is disobedient to your laws, we recognise it instantly and know that this is an area where we should not submit. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.